Hey, 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 legends. Fraser Brooks here coming at you with episode number two of the Network Marketing Ninja podcast. And I am super, super excited, as I am with every episode, to talk about a topic that's very, very close to my heart because I believe it's how network marketers can truly change the world. And that is all about being a parent in network marketing. Now, I have to disclaim and I have to let you know, I don't have kids at the time of this recording. Maybe I do in the future. And you know, when I listen back to this episode, it'll make me laugh. But I have been on the other end of the side. I have been the kid growing up around two successful network marketers in one home. And this is what I I really want, especially if you're a parent, I want you to understand this. And if you're not a parent and one day you're going to have kids, I also want you to listen and pay attention to this. And if your kids are growing old, then fair enough, because eventually maybe you're going to have grandkids. It's very important that you listen to this. Okay, so... At growing up as a kid, I actually, and this is this is probably not what you're expecting, I actually thought my parents were very, very selfish. And here's the reason why. I came home from school and my mum and dad were always at home, but they were always on the phone. And it was like, hey, can we play now? And, you know, mum would say yes, but dad would be like, no, I'm, I'm working. You know, I've got to, I'm hustling hard. And, and we, me and my brother always thought like, oh, dad doesn't love us and all of this sort of stuff, right? But... Here's the thing, right? My dad said he decided, I think he must have identified it himself. He never actually told us this, but I think he did. Um, he, what he did is he decided that what we're going to do is we are going to create a goal as a family every single month, all right? So we, we just sat down every single month, the first of the month, and we would sit down and say, okay, well, maybe it was a holiday or a toy, um, or it was just something that we wanted to do as a family, maybe go out, go go to the cinema, go to the restaurant, whatever it might be. And there was all sorts of different things It varied from, from month to month. And what happened was is my dad then said, okay, cool. Well, I am going to go hard to work in order to make that goal happen. Would you like that to happen? And we were like, yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. And what he did is he got a piece of paper. I'm literally looking at a piece of paper similar to it now. Uh, It was an A4 piece of paper, a white one, and he drew like a, a bar on it. So a bar across the middle and he stuck it on the fridge. Okay. And every day, If he'd had a good day, he would go to the bar and he would fill it up. If it was a good day, he would fill it up a lot. If it was a bad day, he didn't really fill it up so much. But every single day, it progressed. So me and my brother, we would come home from uh, from school and we would look at the bar and we'd go, wow, we're getting close, we're really, really close. We'd be, dad, there's five days left, are we going to do it? And he's like, I don't know if we're going to do it. So we would actually hold our dad accountable. Now, bless her, my mum, when we were at school, she was working at a marketing, but when we were at home, she was being a mum, all right? And I do appreciate it that not everyone's uh, married or in a relationship with their kids. Some are single moms, some are single dads, and so on and so forth. So I, I do appreciate that about you. And you know what? We complete the goal. My dad would make sure he completed the goal. And as a family, we would do that thing. And it was so cool because I remember thinking like, oh, dad doesn't love us. Dad doesn't love us. Dad doesn't love us. Then it started to be like, dad's working hard. Dad's working hard. Dad's working hard. And then it was wow, this is so cool to spend so much time with my dad. And you might be thinking like, oh, I don't, I can't, I don't really like this, but I'm going to completely change your mindset around this. And I actually like to call it mind flow because I believe sets like concrete and flows like a river. And your mind flow 
actually adapts. If you could see me now, you'd be seeing me using my hands. If you can imagine me holding my nose with my left hand and then kind of doing a wavy motion with my right hand, that really dodgy dance. Yes, I know. I look like an idiot. And anyone who's looking into the apartment from the window across the road, they're going to be thinking, why is that guy literally shouting into a microphone and dancing? But that's the beauty of a podcast, right? <laughs> Luckily, you can't see me. All right. Anyway, I've just told you the whole point. So anyway, so here's the thing. My dad then sat me and my brother down. Me, my brother, and my mum down. I believe I was about eight or nine thereabouts. So my brother's two and a half years younger than me. So he was about six or seven. And he said that, and I remember it as if it was yesterday. I don't remember my age, but I remember the actual time in terms of the situation like as if it was yesterday. And it gives me shivers and goosebumps. And you will get the same feeling too if you truly understand the story I'm about to share with you. So we were at my grandfather's house and he says, my dad says, Julie, who's my mum, Corbin, who's my younger brother, and Fraser, can you meet me in the conservatory? And I was thinking, okay, what have we done? Who's been naughty? I wonder if he's found out that me and my brother smashed that lamp by accident when we were playing indoor football and we tried to hide it underneath the bed. That's another story altogether. And he basically said, right, you see this piece of paper in front of me? It was a white piece of paper and he had a pen. All right, and he said, what we're going to do is we're going to go round, round the family. Julie, you're first. Fraser, you're second. Corbin, you're third. I'm fourth. And we're going to map out everything we want in the home that we could build one day. And I was getting so excited. I was like, this is amazing. I can't wait for this. I had so many ideas in my head. I was nine years old or eight years old, somewhere like that. So my mum goes, big kitchen. And we're all like, yeah, obviously, surprise, surprise. I say a TV in every bedroom, right? And my dad's writing it down. My dad's saying, how big are the TVs? What make are the TVs? Which definite, which rooms are you definitely going to have one? Are you going to have one in the toilet? Every single one was getting so clear. And I was thinking, whoa, this guy is being specific. I like it. My brother would then say, ooh, marble floor. No, he, he didn't really. He would say like a bathroom in every bedroom. And it'd be like, hmm, weird choice for a, for a seven-year-old. Anyway, um, my dad would then say a big office for me and we were all like surprise surprise you know I guess you wanted it like you know so no one could enter in the room or make any new noise in the room and he was like yeah how did you know joking around then my mum would say like a big garage and my every we were all like yeah it's a good one and what would you like in the garage and we were like oh a dartboard a pool table a ping pong machine a table tennis we would literally write down everything and I challenge you to do this as a family I challenge you to get a piece of paper and a pen and write down everything on that piece of on that piece of paper that you guys eventually want because just because you don't want it your kids might just because you don't want a trampoline in the back garden your kids might just because you don't like darts and to throw darts at a dartboard your kids might right so that rhymed so what's going to happen is you're going to do this and my dad I'll never ever ever forget this he said kids Julie or Jules he calls my mum Jules you have a choice to make Now, the choice is this, and I want you to think about this as if you were me in in that situation. The choice is this. Every single minute that I have spare, I can spend with you. We can play football in the garden. We can jump on the trampoline. We can play pool. we We can play computer games. We can do whatever you want. Or I can sacrifice some of that time to focus on building the business. And in 10 years' time, the house we've just designed on paper, we're gonna build. And we're going to own and we're going to live in it. What's your choice? And I remember looking around the table about th- for about three seconds. And literally all of us went, I want the dream home. 
And it was so crazy because we were all laughing at it, thinking like, should we really go for the dream home? But we were all going for the dream home. My dad's face lit up. He was like, yes, that's what I wanted. He got our buy-in. He got our buy-in month to month to month to prove that we knew that my dad could do this. He could build this business and he could give us what our dreams were that month. Eventually to the longer term goal of 10 years. Here was the crazy thing. Every year went by and we saw our, my mum and my dad progress. They were picking up trophies, award-winning checks. They were in the newspapers. It was just unbelievable. I remember seeing my dad grow. I don't remember it so much being a kid because I wasn't really aware of it so much. But now looking back, I'm like, it's just incredible the growth he's had. And you can have that growth too and progression. Because at the end of the day, guys, progression beats perfection. Progress beats perfect. If you focus on being perfect, you will lose. If you focus on progressing, progressing day in day out you will win and if you focus on procrastinating you will lose too don't procrastinate right okay so here's what happened I remember about eight years in I was about 16 17 my brother was about 15 16 something like that and I remember my dad shouting hey hey kids hey Jules get into the car we're going for a drive and we knew something was up because he was acting a bit weird he wasn't at the house all the time and you know you're thinking I'm thinking there thinking is my dad having an affair yeah I don't, I don't know right he's not really there my mum was there but my dad wasn't you know at times so I was thinking hmm he, he leaves the house for about an hour then he kind of comes back and he's you know he's being all a bit weird and stuff and my, my, my mum never quizzed it so I thought, well, I'm never, never going to bring it up. So he gets us into the car and he drives from the house we were living in, which is like, was an okay, was an okay part of town, but it's, you know, it's where all the average people kind of live, which was awesome. I loved it. But he gets in the car. We live in, we lived in a village called Formby and in Formby, there's one road. If you've ever been to Formby near the north of Liverpool in the UK, you'll know the road, but you get off at the train station and it's one long road that takes you all the way to the Red Squirrel Reserve and the beach, right? And the road is also known as Millionaire's Row. Victoria Road, also known as Millionaire's Row. And the reason for that is if you live in one of the houses, you're a millionaire because the houses are worth one, two, five, ten million in some cases. Obviously, then the property market hit and some of them reduced. But anyway, and he drives in. As he gets closer to Millionaire's Row, we're all getting excited. And he pulls over the car and turns, and you can sense the disappointment in the car, right? And you're thinking, oh, gutted. Like, I thought we were going Millionaire's Row. And I remember as if he was a gigantic kid, because my dad is a big kid. He holds onto the steering wheel, he, he's parked the car, and he turns around and he goes, ha ha ha, got ya, right? And he made us believe that we hadn't landed on Millionaire's Row. He hadn't said we were on million, we were going to Millionaire's Row, but he was going that direction. So he starts the car up again and he drives onto Millionaire's Row and he parks outside in front of a guy called Wayne Rooney's house. So he put, used to play football for, for Everton and Man United, Ugh gives me shivers even thinking about those two teams uh, and, and Jurgen Klopp and uh, who's the now Liverpool manager and Steven Gerrard who's one of the greatest ever players to play the game lived opposite the, the plot of land obviously not at the time but when they moved in anyway um, and he goes that's the dream home now on this land although it was an amazing location the house that was on it was basically a shed all right, it was basically a shed. So he said, "No, you've got to have vision, guys. This is your this is your next lesson. Not only do you have to set goals, you've got to have a vision for what you want to create because your life is for you to create it." And I remember thinking, "Wow!" And that really stuck with me as a 16 year old kid. So he got the artist artist drawing and he pulled it. If you can imagine him pulling it across where the land is, and said, "That's the dream home." 
And we all said, does it have this? Does it have that? Because he got his piece of paper out, right? He said, that room there is where the snooker table is going to go. That room has a TV. That room has a TV. That has a room has a TV. That has a bathroom. That has a bathroom. That has a bathroom. Marble floors all throughout. A sunken jacuzzi. An outdoor shower. A gazebo in the background. An outdoor cooking area. Everything we'd mapped out on that white piece of paper, which was now slightly yellow, my dad had envisioned said, we're going to build this. Two years later... Sorry, I, I, honestly, it's very difficult for me to share this story because I, I, I'm there. I was there. It was 15 years ago now. I'm there. Two years later, with me and my brother laying some of the bricks, my parents laying some of the bricks, we were hands-on in this property, in this, in this build. Two years later, we moved into the dream home. And you know what the lesson behind that is, guys? Although your kids might, might at some point think you value your business over your, your, uh, your life, like you're, you're, you know, spending time with you. They value that, you know, building their businesses and spending their time with you. In reality, you're showing them, you're inspiring them, you're giving them the motivation that it's possible and you're showing them that everything that they've sacrificed in their life, everything that you're sacrificing in your life is for the benefit of you as you grow up. And you know what? I wrote this on the first page of my book. If you haven't got a copy, it's called I Dare You. But if you have got a copy, you will notice this. On the first the first page after kind of like the cover page is it says to my parents, you are my heroes. I love you. And my parents are my heroes. And people have different descriptions and definitions of success. But I believe that if you're a parent, I would believe that true success is hearing your kids come to you and say, you're my hero. You're my biggest inspiration. You're my reason why I do everything. And I'm the person I am today because of you. And if you are a parent listening to this, I hope by now you've got shivers down your spine. Maybe you're getting a little bit choked up. Maybe you've got emotional because I'm here to tell you that you're doing this business. You're doing your network marketing business for your family. Turn up every day. Don't be lazy. What would you prefer? Because guys, your kids don't do what you say them to tell them to do. Your kids do what you do. And because I saw my parents get... I'm getting fired up now. I can feel it. Because I saw my parents go out every single day and hustle their face off, guess what I started to do? Hustle my face off. You have a choice. And I'm pointing to the sofa here. You can either sit on the sofa, lying on your back, on your side, whatever, remote control in your phone, you know, your tablet on your kind of, you know, your chin tucked into your chest and your tablet on the top of your test chest, scrolling down Facebook, watching TV, your kids are going to do one of two things. And guess what? Neither of them are good for you. The first one is they will either do what you do and they will become a lazy slob as well. I'm sorry if that offends, but they'll become a lazy, lazy slob as well. The second option is they will go out there and work their ass off because they are so uninspired by you. And when they're uninspired by you, they might be grateful for you, but they're going to say, I'm grateful for you to being a lazy, a lazy slob because you told me that there's more, you showed me that there's more to life than doing what you're doing. Which one would you want? Because life is all about a choice. And at the end of the day, guys, you've got two options. (coughs) You either get the prize or you pay the price right? You either, you either focus on the prize, you put whatever you put your energy on expands. So for this example, my parents was the dream home. The prize is the dream home. The price to pay is, you know, limiting our time spent with the kids in the off time because that's when we've got to build our business. So they could have focused on the, the price. Okay. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not prepared to do that. 
Well, you don't get the prize without paying the price. So do you want to change your families and their families and their families' families' life forever by paying the price to get it? Or do you want to focus on, no, I'm not prepared to do that. I'm not prepared to pay the price and then you don't get it. That's the choice you've got to make. And if you're a parent listening to this right now, understand and appreciate (coughs) that network marketing is the better way. Is it easy? No. Is it simple to do? Yes. And network marketing, in my beliefs, works 100% of the time for 100% of people who give it the time. Just the majority of people do not give it the time. My dare for you, my challenge for you is, number one, get around the table with your family and map out your month-to-month goals every single month. Number two, get around the table with your family and map out your 10-year dream home, right? Get them to buy into it. And number three is make the commitment to do whatever it takes for however long it will take in order for you to get giant success in this flipping, incredible, monstrous, unbelievable, unshakable, in, in absolutely phenomenal industry that we call network marketing. It's a home if you make it a home. It's a home if you get people to buy into it. And it's a thriving place if you get people to push you towards your dreams. I am so fired up. I'm sweating again. Thankfully, you can't see that. Uh, And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, guys, I appreciate you. Over and out. Bye-bye.